Hello once again, Super Potters. His name is Aaron, and if you are listening to this, you are his favorite listener. His name's Tommy. That's German for Tommy, but in German. And this is the Super Pod Saga. You really got me with that one. I was so confused. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's uh, a, Tommy... Or no, Tom, yeah. Uh, you you say Tommy in German by saying Tommy because uh-huh. that in German is is Tommy, but in German, yeah. My last name is actually German. Ranking? Yeah. yeah I would have thought believe- that'd be um, like like uh Scandinavian, like like a Viking last name. No, no, that's my that's my mom's side. The the Eriksons, Olsons. Oh, Anything cool. with son. Well, uh. Well, I'm German too. Hey, a couple of German hey, fellas talking about games. Yeah. yeah, that's um, what you're here for. German Wiener Schnitzel. Du hast. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, welcome, welcome to the podcast. This is the Super Pod Saga you're listening to. This, if if this is uh, your first time listening to us on this our very special episode, uh, usually this is the podcast where Aaron and I and a, bring a different video game topic to the table and we have a guest most of the time and then we discuss that topic but this is a special episode a super special episode it what, is what, special. what is this aaron what are we doing why are we here okay okay well, but i want to make sure the audience has is, i want to make sure they're they're make all sure ready. they got they're, their poppers ready yep they're sitting down they've got popcorn ready they've got their special sweatpants the on. fireworks yep 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 light light off the, the yule log or like pop out a yule log i don't know put on where those come from slippers <laughs> on your garfield slippers we're talking about our top or yeah top games of 2023 we what a year year. um before we get to the games i guess we just wanted to talk about the podcast let's let's pump up our own ego to start off with hell yeah this was a good year (laughs) (laughs) it was it was an insane year to to not like brag or anything no but yeah like because I never, I don't want to say I never expected much from our podcast, but like you don't, you have to go into it like expecting the worst case scenario so that you can be surprised by when things are good and things have gone better than even that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, I'm a natural uh, uh, low bar setter, so that way I'm never disappointed, but yeah, holy shit. We started the year off with a bang with that fucking useless video game knowledge yep. tweet. That was, we went that was viral. Cool. Like crazy viral. Not just like, oh, a lot of people are into this, but like worldwide viral. <laughs> oh my God. And even, yeah, there were like a billion websites that, that made articles about it. There were uh, quite yeah, a few. We were, like we were in articles on the internet. There were a few, I don't want to say like famous people but like maybe influencers i guess whatever yeah content creators that that commented on it or like quote retweeted it and that that feels we, good that's we have super a, cool we have a know your meme page we are <laughs> we're a meme we're baby a meme. and and like uh i see other people doing it too like what's your most useless sonic the hedgehog knowledge and i'm like dang we we started i mean i'm sure people have asked that question before but i feel like the recent trend of them is because of us <laughs> Oh my god. So as of as of right this very second, it's at 142 million views. That's stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> we're uh we're we're chocolate rain now. We're chocolate rain, but yep. podcast. Yep, that's, that's a cool. modern day reference. 
Yeah, chocolate <laughs> rain. <laughs> and then as for the podcast, we've really grown a lot too. We have we have a community. Yeah, we do. I think before the tweet, we had we had a pretty pretty decent amount of, of engagement with people. There were people that would comment and like our stuff regularly, and then they were super cool. Hey, shout out to uh, let's see, Bachwheel. He's been there with us yeah. since the star. Chan Chan, all you fine fellas. Um, but since the tweet, yeah, there's been a <laughs> there's been a, a lot of folks that have uh, followed the show, or or in the case of hey. Adam, uh, Ho-Cham, hey, he's Ho-Cham. a patron, patron now, patron, fuck, he's a patron, patron. now, uh, all because he saw us from the tweet, and and that's super cool, hey, we have a Patreon now too, by the way, I forget what it started, but hey, we've yeah, got a Patreon. we have a, a surprisingly active Discord, which I uh, really love. Yeah, I, fuck, I, I thought we were just gonna like, get to maybe 10 episodes, and nobody would listen, and then we would yeah. just be like, oh, we would just forget about it and just keep chatting away in messenger but holy shit it's, it's uh it's gotten to the point where i i feel like if i don't if we were to not record we would let people down <laughs> <laughs> there's a surprising number of people who listen to our our episodes like the second they come out because I, I usually schedule them to come out on like midnight of, of monday and i'll wake up at like six or seven in the morning and see fucking like 24 24 plays i'll be like holy you have your phone in your hand ready to unlock so you can view it the moment you wake up it's velcroed to my hand so (laughs) so i never lose it and that's because of all you people you listeners out there you're the best seriously and even even if you don't listen to the show or i don't know how people are gonna are gonna know i'm talking to them but even if they don't listen to the show and interact with us on social media or or vice versa if you interact with us on social media and don't listen to the show yeah thank you too thank you I, it's yeah i i wanted part of why i wanted to do this podcast was to bring some positivity to games discourse and if i feel like we've done a good job of that and our community is a bunch of real real what, what do we call them but stand up stand stand up stand up, real stand up, stand up people yeah. yeah and that's even what the uh a lot of the reviews say, like um, on the review section of our website, it uh, it'll import reviews from different like Apple iTunes or Apple uh, uh, podcasts, or you can leave one right on the website. But that's what everybody says. Hey, it's positive, uh, not real snarky about video games. It's just like a bonfire chat with your best buds, yeah, and that's that's what we're going for. So I'm glad <laughs> that people so are cool. getting that. I love it. Dude. I love it so much. I it's also been a like a great like creative outlet as well too yes um i've been getting a lot better with making thumbnails you've been getting Uh, amazing at making thumbnails (laughs) it's been great uh great practice editing as well too i kind of just a few little pointers from tommy have been trying to pull that off and fuck what else happened um you took a break from the show for a little while and when did you come back Um, are you talking about from my vacation or no from like the 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 hiatus basically was, right i did like so that was episodes. right at the end of december beginning of january so that was like at the very beginning of the year let's see oh yeah and you officially came back yeah like mid mid february because i had mm-hmm. a bunch of episodes with uh just me and a bunch of people <laughs> mostly nave from gaming together he's our unofficial third host of the show yep. shout out to him yep it's uh it's been a wild ride but and I'm sure 2024 will be even wilder. We're gonna bring feet picks into it. <laughs> feet picks. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get people. Uh, we're gonna have new patrons 
a handful of Tootsie Rolls, everybody's favorite candy that nobody likes. You know, you know no, but I I agree they're not the best. But at least they've like stayed the same flavor wise. Like I feel like Hershey bars don't taste as good as they used to, and like Butterfingers don't taste as good. Everything tastes like it's watered down. But that Tootsie Roll taste is still there. That's true. It's just a little little chocolatey little turd nugget that yeah, a little turd tastes nugget. like chocolate. Even even like when I give my, my two-year-old Silas Tootsie Roll, I'll be like, look, you want a piece of chocolate? Yeah. And he'll eat it and he'll spit it out like, no. <laughs> no. That's funny. This isn't chocolate. <laughs> this is chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, what else? What else happened this year? Um, by the way, th- thank you to our patrons, uh, especially Chris, yeah. who's our very first one, Novel Console Chris. Holy shit, he's been a big fan of the show. Uh, he, he and I are pretty good friends now. I've been on his show like once, but uh, he and I talk about the 3DS a lot, so we're best buds. Uh, fuck, have you... You have a... No, yeah, you did a couple of guest spots. You were with me on the Unlockables, I think? No, you were with me on uh, Friday Night Gamecast. I don't know, man. My memory <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no... Uh, like you were saying, thank you to the patrons because your support genuinely helps us because it, it pays for like our website to have the domain and oh I need to actually I still need to pay that again. Oh yeah, it's, it's the end of the year. Um, <laughs> that and like Canva, so Aaron can make his cool uh, thumbnails. It it genuinely helps us to make a better product for all of you. It it yeah it, it immensely helps me. <laughs> like after inflation, shit's just yeah. gotten super out of hand. And and because of the patrons we have, I don't pay for Canva. The the patrons mm-hmm. do it, and that's mm-hmm. cool. That's thirteen bucks. I don't have to worry about yeah. uh, the fuck it, the website. The twenty bucks for the website can't come out of PayPal, which is stupid. But I guess that's for the better because yeah, whatever. <laughs> it would eat up all that, all that uh, the one <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys. You're the best. Keep thank listening, you please. I need yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Video games, huh? Video games, yeah. What, this one, what a year! This one, I don't, I don't think we even really need to do a Q and A because, like, there's a billion, kajillion different posts that you'll see like everywhere. People talking about I the agree. top ten games. Uh, everybody's doing episodes about it. So, and go. you all lived through it too. If you're listening to this, you lived through this year and played all the games. <laughs> I survived 2023, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> That's good. We need to make a official Superpod Saga shirt like that. We do. Yeah. I, I survived Superpod Saga and all I got was this fucking yes. t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's been a wild year with great fucking games. It was... I, I made sure to keep my list as I went throughout the year because... Same. Like, last year, I didn't play a whole lot of, like, new games. Mm-hmm. But this year, yeah, I kept a running total of all those that I got. There was, yeah, a lot, a lot, of, a lot See, of great shit. Yeah, last year for me was a big dry spell in the first half and then a bunch of bangers at the end. This year is just bangers all year long. There were so many games that I wanted to play and didn't have time for, which sucks. But at the same time, it was, that just speaks to how good this year was. Yeah, you know, it'll keep your, your backlog good and backed up there for a little while. You're going to have to call the plumber. Year. Yep, call the plumber, unclog that backlog. Unclog Funny it. jokes from this guy. Great jokes. Five star um, joke. So I guess should I should I just read <laughs> off? Should I read off the games that I liked but didn't play enough of because there were too many other games? Yeah, you know, actually, now that I think about it, I've got a couple of those I can also throw in there. Not Here, necessarily like 
No, mm-hmm. never mind. No, those are honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, these are different than honorable mentions. These, this is a list of games that I like started playing and I liked, but I dropped because there were too many other games to play. Okay. Are, are um, you also including games that came out not in 2023? Yeah, yeah, games I played. Oh yeah, we should specify that. Um, for for our when we when we talk about our favorite games of the year, it can be from any time. Just because sometimes you don't play games the year that they came out, but they're still really good games. Okay, cool. Yeah, if 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 we're, if we're doing that, then for this section, I've I've got quite a few that I did like. Yep. I put like an hour into and then stopped. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll piggyback them. You go first. Okay, I'm just gonna list them off. Okay. This is the games I liked but didn't play enough of because there was too many games coming out in 2023. We've got Mass Effect Three. Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Stars, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which I actually bought the physical disc of, so I really need to play it. BattleBit, Remastered, Deep Rock Galactic, EA Sports PGA Tour, and Death Stranding. Those are all good games that I didn't have enough time to play and put them in my list. Okay, okay, here, here's Aaron's. Well, I guess I got this uh, little Anbernic handheld emulator thing, so I thought, like, dude, I'm going to play so yeah. many retro games i'm gonna just fuck around and beat like a million kajillion games but uh i've played a couple of hours of banjo kazooie mm. fuck wild arms just a shit ton of neo geo games not for high score heroes uh, a little bit of, of the original paper mario yeah uh fuck what else the goemon games fucking bomber mans here and there that's that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Good games, but maybe in 2024 we'll get around to them. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I, I've played Death Stranding, a, a bit of Death Stranding for like the past two years, but never enough. <laughs> <laughs> How many monsters did you slam total in that game? Monsters? I avoid them like the plague. I'm, I might I'm like the drink. The deliveries. What? Oh, I'm an idiot. Uh- <laughs> Me too. I should have I should have said, how many monster energy drinks monster did energy you slam drinks. in that? Yeah. Uh at least one but you know add, oh what? i've got one to add to the list okay okay the finals just came out two days ago <laughs> so i there's no way i could put it on my list but i'm going to love this game and i'm going to play it deep into 2024 so look forward to me talking about the finals <laughs> next year <laughs> uh we also didn't thank the the guests that we've had oh throughout gosh, the yeah. uh throughout the year I think what well, last year we had like two guests. There was Grant. Uh, yeah, there was loser. my brother-in-law Nova, who's also a loser. Oh, okay, um, he's a loser too. Yeah, he's a loser. Uh, I think I think Bill from Gaming Together was our first like. Well, Grant's an actual podcaster too, I guess. But like, Bill was our first like big guest. Yeah, I guess I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks, Bill. Hey, thanks, thanks all of Bill. our other guests too. Uh, like yes. the recurring fellas, like Thrak, we get Nave. Uh, Jerry, Super Ghost Radio, uh, Jameson, thank all you guys. Yeah, even even if we didn't name you by name, I want to thank you because I know that it's not easy to guest on a podcast. I never have time for it. So for you to take <laughs> the time to come onto our podcast and, and be as cool as you are, we really appreciate it. That's right. It's not easy being cheesy. No, but they do it. Yeah, and so do we. We. Um, <laughs> so should we get to it? Should we, should we talk about our honorable mentions yeah let's not keep them waiting any longer let's let's get to this thing okay you you i i believe i started last year so you get to start this year okay let's start up at number 10 what about Uh, the honorable mentions don't 
do you want to do those uh, closer to number one, or do you want to get them out of the way right now? I thought they'd go first, because they didn't make the top ten. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Do we just rattle them off? Uh, talk about them a little bit, though. Okay. Uh, and, like, and, like, why they were good games, but not good enough. Okay. My first my first honorable mention is uh, Sea of Stars. It mm-hmm. started great. I mean, there's a lot that I don't like about it. First off, the main characters suck. They don't oh. do a whole lot at all with the two main characters. They're just bland fucking cardboard people that, like, honestly, you could switch their places in, like, any dialogue section, and they would sound the I've exact same. There'd I've be, heard that. There's literally no difference between the two other than in, like, combat, and it really fucking irks me. Um, the other party members, like, Sarai, uh, the... Oh, what the fuck is his name? The, the kid with one eye, the chef guy, I forget his name. Oh, Gar, Garl. Gar- Garl, yeah, Garl. Garl, what a name. Garl's, Garl's cool. Uh, he at least has a fucking personality. Literally everybody else does, <laughs> except for the two main characters. You don't have to say it one way or another, but I have a conspiracy theory from playing that game for two hours that he's a big bad guy. Because he just seems like, what kind of psychopath is like, oh, my friends are going to train. I will wait for them for ten years. <laughs> and then he just pops out of a bush when they're up on the path like they've gone through this whole thing and he's like hey i was just hanging out in this bush waiting for you he's like yeah i learned so many things while while i waited this fucking what eight years for yeah, you guys yeah. I, I learned how to cook and like and, that's it <laughs> and they go they go to the the all the all-knowing being thing where they're supposed to train and girl's like i'm here too and they're like I mean, usually that's not allowed, but I guess he <laughs> yeah, says so it like weird. that too. He fucking says it like that too. He's like, "Well, you know, you're not supposed to be here, but I'll yeah. allow it." <laughs> so I think he's a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> I got pretty far into the game, uh, and I just stopped playing because other stuff came out. Yeah, and I mean, like the, the the combat's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of basically a Mario RPG. There's yeah. a lot of the what action commands you time uh i guess blocks to to not take damage mm-hmm. they have um moves where you combine characters like dual text from chrono trigger and that's kind of cool uh each character kind of has their own little element like uh there's moon bitch sun dude <laughs> uh point po- is poison other guy is arcane and shit it, and the music is great it's super cool i learned that it takes place roughly like a thousand years prior to the game the messenger so that's cool oh Um, that is cool yeah but i just i i I don't know man it just felt i guess slow in parts and i just don't like there's just not a lot of character development it's like the characters are who they are and like that's it except for garl he's just like (laughs) i'm a i'm just a dude and then he becomes like oh i'm actually like kind of a god or some shit i don't know it's (laughs) it's dumb yeah. Hey, Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. Yep. Um, my first honorable mention is Baba Is You. Ooh. This is a game that I played a few years ago on Switch, but I didn't get far enough into it. And this year I found out it was on mobile. So I played it and got much, much, much farther. And unfortunately, the farther stuff isn't as good as the beginning stuff. Um, all the creativity, all the stuff you learn as you're going through the first areas is super amazing. But then as you get to the more difficult stuff, it's just kind of not fun. It gets, it gets to be more difficult than fun, which sometimes it is fun, but in the most times it's like, I just, I just don't understand what this puzzle wants from me. I don't understand what 
is going on here. And I I had to use uh, some hint a hint website a bunch or a few times, and it was like <gasps> you'll need to know this stuff for the end game. And it was like you need to be prepared for the end game. This will teach you stuff for the end game. And then I real like I got to what the end game was, and I was like, this doesn't feel like an end game. It's just more levels in a different area. Like it does some fun, cute things, but it's like I don't know, I was kind of hoping for more game breaking stuff. I guess I guess my hype for yeah. where it would go, it didn't go as far as I wanted it to. I'm surprised it didn't get like uh game breaky, like I guess spoilers for uh the game Anodyne, but like that game starts off cool and then gets weirder, like it lets you mm-hmm. actually break the game and like go out of bounds and shit. I'm surprised Baba Baba is you didn't do yeah, something it, like that. It, it does it in it does like some little breaky things, but it wasn't it wasn't as big as I was hoping it would go. Damn. Thanks, Bob. Is you? <laughs> My next one is the Resident Evil Four remake. Blasphemy. I, <laughs> I kind of said that like the uh, the Burger King foot lettuce guy, number thirteen, Burger King foot lettuce. I don't know what you're referencing, but that's a that's a very deep cut. Maybe like two <laughs> people will get that. <laughs> um, yeah. So Resident Evil Four remake. We'll start with what I like about it. It looks great. It mm-hmm. plays great. It it took it took like the foundation of Resident Evil Four and put a focus more on like actual like a survival than than action because the like original Resident Evil Four was way more action than anything and you were always up to your tits and ammo like you always mm-hmm. had ammo uh, unless maybe you just only used the gun and you never used the like the kicks or the knife like ever but. Yeah, Resident Evil 4 remake. The ammo is way more scare, uh, way more scarce. The healing items are a lot more scarce as well too. And yeah, it just looks great. It's just kind of, it's kind of more of the same though. Like mm-hmm. same weapons. Uh, the story is basically the same. Characters are like the same. Ashley's still fucking annoying. She's less annoying, but she's still fucking annoying. So yeah, it's just more of the same. And like I got maybe halfway through i forget where i was i got about like halfway through and i was like dude i played so much of the original resident evil 4 like i already know it's gonna happen i don't need to play anymore i'm just gonna wash my hands of this bitch yeah and that's that's Um, one of the one where we're getting to the point where the remakes are less necessary to bring it up to modern standards yeah unless they added any any fucking thing else to it like more more guns, more attachments. I, well, I guess this game doesn't have attachments, but well, no, it does. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, just add, just a little, little bit more, because it, it didn't really add a whole lot. Unless maybe I'm just stupid and am not remembering things right. Yeah, that's probably the case. Yeah, yeah, I'm stupid, <laughs> and we both are. <laughs> um, Speaking of stupid, my my my, oh. uh, my second one, and I'm sorry, Aaron, it's Luck Be a Landlord. It didn't make my top ten. <sighs> It's a good game. I, it's a unique. It's a unique game. You'll. I'm sure you're going to talk more about it. So I'll just say what fell short for me was um, kind of how it's basically like there are different builds, quote unquote, that you can do. Yeah. And I didn't like having them all thrown at me and the possibility at once. Like, especially playing more of uh, Slay the Spire this year, and where you pick your different character, and that kind of cuts off what kind of builds you can do. I, mm, I like that more okay. than just than just having everything all at once. And I, I beat the whole thing, which is super cool. But it, 
it, it gets to be like formulaic. Like I wasn't playing with like strategy in mind. I was just doing my usual every run. Yeah. Like you get you get it down really really good, and and then it. I was like, oh, I guess this is it then. <laughs> but it's a good game. Yeah. It, I'll talk more about it later. Yeah, you'll yeah, talk yeah, about it yeah, later. Yeah. Um, my next one is, I hate to say it, World of Horror. Oh, really? Um, man, it's it's great. It is great, but like, so uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll start with what, with what I like. I I love the art style. It's it's Junji Ito esque. Uh, if anybody knows Junji Ito is, he's a horror manga guy. He's done Uzumaki, Kyo, other shit. <laughs> but everything everything's yeah creepy and like spooky and the combat is kind of fun um what i don't like is sometimes it's just kind of a fucking slog dude it's a lot mm-hmm. of just like uh hey pick a mist like you go to your apartment you pick a mystery okay uh hey go go to the docks and you go to the docks and you hit x to investigate and investigating is is just like watching two characters walk for a few seconds <laughs> and then it'll say hey you you found a knife oh but it's got blood what do you do it's it's like uh like like D almost yeah. or like one of those um like question mark things in slay the spire where it's like so and so could happen yeah and you have choices and uh like D um you'll have little skill checks based on like your charisma or some shit and like and like that's cool but i i wish there was more more to the investigation and more to like the things like mystery solving than to just for the game to say, go to the docks and then you go to the docks and you hit X and then everything's done for you. Like that, that kind of sucks. Um, where it's a slog is that sometimes the combat fucking sucks. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it sucks. It's basically like each action takes a certain amount of time to prepare. So if you're going to do a heavy attack, that takes the most amount of time. If you're going to dodge, it takes the most amount of time. If an enemy just keeps fucking wailing on you, then you're taking damage every single turn because you just want to do some fucking damage to the enemy. Like, there's not enough, there's not enough, uh, I guess, shit on your, like, action bar. There's not enough, mm. I guess, time in your action bar for you to do, to prepare a dodge and then attack. No, no, no. You got to build up your stamina or some shit first. If, uh, yeah, the combat just it pissed me off a lot sometimes. Otherwise, it's a great game. Yeah, I, I don't know how games get over that uh, the text for a decision making because in Slay the Spire, like you mentioned, when it comes to those question mark things, I'm not reading anything. I'm just reading the <laughs> results and tapping what benefits me. Yeah, in a in a game like this though, it's mostly text. So like, so give, give me more to do. Make yeah. me actually like read shit and investigate to go solve different parts of the mystery because it's it's a it, they're they're actually called mysteries like let me solve the mystery don't fucking do it for me i yeah i hate that my last one um i want to specify before i say this that it is a good game (laughs) but it fell short for me in a lot of ways i'm not just saying this to be one of those weirdos that wants to create drama this is I'll, i'll explain it further i guess but uh my last honorable mention is legend of zelda tears of the kingdom okay I it's a I loved exploring. I loved what story there was in there. I loved crafting and and just running around and doing stuff. But the shrines really fell short for me, because um, you have your new power to build stuff out of everything, which is super cool. And every most of the shrines were just like 
here's the puzzle. And then you look to the right and you're like, here's all the pieces to the puzzle. Oh, yeah. There's no deeper thought that goes into it. Like, there, just like as an example, there's a room where there's a bunch of balls and the pressure plate, you need to get all the balls on there. So you could pick them up one by one, or you can look to the wall where there's a cart with two wheels already attached, two wheels on the ground, and a big sled. So you just build the sled and push them all onto the thing. You did it. You built the thing that was already there. Or <laughs> there's another one where there's a pit of, of balls, and, and the key or whatever is in the bottom. And above the pit is a spinning thing. And then next to the wall is a bunch of slabs. So you, you attach the slabs to the spinning thing, and it, it kicks them all out. You did it. You solved it. It's just like that on repeat. It's just they give you the pieces and there's no there's no problem yeah. solving. There's no thought that gets put into it. And that the, the shrines were my favorite part of Breath of the Wild. So that's why that affected me so much. Um, and then the storytelling. It's it's so weird that like the best parts of the story are are discovered by going to the dragon tears throughout the kingdom and its story mm-hmm. parts in the past, like. There, there's definitely a story that happens during the game, but it's it's so drawn out and it just feels so detached. Like after it came out, the developers were like, yeah, we came up with all the gameplay stuff and then made sure it was fun. And then we made a story for the game. And you can tell because there's just it just feels like the story is just shoved in there all over the place. And it just felt really light. And yeah, but otherwise, it's a good game. <laughs> just fell short in a lot of ways for me. Damn. Yeah, I I understand that. Well, I'll, I'll talk more about that later too. Ooh. <laughs> uh, that's it for my my honorable mentions, though. Same, I only have three. Same. Okay. So okay. now we get to the big boys. Okay. Do you mean to start again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start. Okay. Number ten. Luck be a landlord. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you'll. Yeah. Uh, luck be a landlord was the first the first brand new game of 2023 that I bought when it came out on Steam. Um, lots of easy achievements uh it's yeah it's just a fun game to just mindlessly fucking mm-hmm. chug away at when i when my brain hurts from a day of dealing with <laughs> stupid assholes at work i sometimes i just want to play a game where i can just shut my brain off and that yep. look be a landlord is kind of that it's a little bit of that and there's also a little bit of, of strategy kind of in like the earlier parts of the game though um yeah it's just you what is it so you, you get a new apartment and your apartment comes with a slot machine and your landlord's like, use that to pay your rent. So you spin the reels, you get coins, and you pick a symbol to add to your reels, and you basically just keep doing that. And of course, every I think it's like every what three or five spins, your rent goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, you got to get a start thinking of like, okay, should I add more pearls, or is that gonna, it's going to take up a shit ton of space? Should I add more flowers? Add some bees, a bear, a beehive, all baby, this other shit. Baby's my favorite. Baby? baby. Oh, the... the baby eats presents. It eats bubbles. Oh, and pinatas. And pinatas, which eats makes candy. Oh, yeah. It, and it eats the candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, one of my favorite combos was the geologist breaking open geodes and then having the old yep. lady yep. who either whether eats the gems or gives gives them a permanent like plus one boost mm-hmm. if they're adjacent or whatever. That's really yep. cool. But yeah, like you said, it just kind of becomes a little bit of the same as you go along. They kind of add, they kind of add something cool with the essences, but that's pretty much it. Like I wish they would add some unlockable symbols or like unlockable relics or items that that kind of help you to break the game a little bit more. But mm-hmm. 
yeah, I like the game. I, I, I try to recommend it to as many people as I can. I, I managed to get you, Tommy, to play. I'm glad you that, you, that you liked it for the most part. But yeah, I like being a landlord. I think it might be the only game I know of where you can actually kill your landlord. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't think you can in uh, um, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Grand no. Theft Auto and Luck Be a Landlord. Two peas in a pod. Two peas in a <laughs> landlord killing low-income housing pod. Was that all you had to say for that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Low-income housing. Low-income housing. My number 10. In the same vein as Killing a Landlord, it's Monster Hunter Now. Oh. The first Monster Hunter game I've really played. Um, So it would have been it would have been easy for them to just do Pokemon Go, but Monster Hunter, where you walk around, tap on a monster, tap on it a bunch until you defeat it. But they put so much effort and thought into this. There's tons of systems like just the fact that let's let's start with the overworld. It's not like Pokemon Go where you just see Pokemon as you walk around. It's when you look at the map, it's like spread out into regions over the actual world there's like swamps there's deserts there's grasslands that's cool and different monsters appear in different ones so you can see like oh there's a desert over there i need to walk over there to get the monsters i need and like pokemon go they randomly appear but in monster hunter now you can see exactly where every monster is because that's how monster hunter works right you you say what monster you want to slay and you go and slay it so that's how they put it in here you there's the diablos i need to go over there and get it um the combat is nuts like pokemon go is just tap 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 in monster hunter now they have eight or so different weapons that all control completely differently i was a sword and shield guy where you tap and hold the screen to do different combos and you can swipe back to dodge and that goes into different combos there's a bow and arrow which actually uses the phone's motion if you want to so you can aim it around like that and there's tons and tons of weapons and armor that you have to, you know, defeat the monsters to collect resources, to upgrade, to get better weapons and armor, to kill stronger monsters. It does that whole thing. And I just can't believe they, they nailed that in a, in a phone game. Yeah. Um, the reason it's down so far on my list is because the grinding is completely unreasonable. I stopped playing because I went an entire one full calendar month without even upgrading any of my weapons a single in amount. God damn the the drop rates are insanely low so it just wasn't fun i got to like it's fun for the first while when you're actually grinding and upgrading things but it gets to a point where it's a brick wall it's seven brick walls in a row that yeah that sounds like pokemon go (laughs) yeah 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 that sucks is that is that it for it that's it that's it okay number nine uh etrian odyssey hd yay high definition yeah for one i'm so so relieved that they were able to bring it to to single screen systems non-touch mm, uh, non-touch yeah, yeah. screen systems let alone in a in a way that doesn't suck ass anyone that's listened to the show or knows me knows that i really enjoy etrian odyssey there's a lot that i love about it but etrian odyssey hd is essentially it's, it's the first three games you can buy them in a bundle or buy them separately and they're all in glorious hd they look a lot crisper they sound a lot nicer and it's it's basically the first three games but they look better and they sound better fuck in the map so in the original games you would draw the map as you explore dungeons on your bottom or on the touch screen on the bottom with your stylus and drag and drop icons and draw walls and shit like that with stairs here stairs there um in the hd versions it's 
Well, you can you can toggle between you you can toggle between um map mode and exploration mode by hitting a button, and then you like hold right trigger or left trigger, then use the right stick to to draw walls and stuff. So it it makes sense. It's not counterintuitive and stupid. Uh, you do the same fucking thing if you want to place uh um an icon down. You just you just switch from drawing mode to like icons. You just uh, move your right stick over to an icon you want, and then just you know use the right stick, put it somewhere. Yeah, it, it doesn't suck. It's pretty cool. I'm excited to see if they if they make any more Atrium Odyssey games for uh, for Switch or, or other systems for that matter. But yeah, it's they should make more. I want I want to see you half. <laughs> Please do. Like there, there's other games out there that are like Atrium Odyssey, but they're just not the same. Like there's there's these ones. I I think they're called like uh. Uh, coven of refrain or some shit like that they're made by um nis who makes a disgaea series and like they're all right it's not as it's not the same it's not the same not the same that's it that's it that's it um number nine for me fire emblem the blazing blade for game boy advance (laughs) nice i played this way way earlier in the year um the only other fire emblem game i'd played before was three houses and when I played that, I was way, way more into the, the Hogwarts school stuff than I was the battling. And I just downloaded the Fire Emblem because I was like, let's see what the earliest Fire Emblem was. I was expecting it to be like the most basic Fire Emblem thing with like minimal tactics, minimal strategy, minimal story. And it blew me away with how much was actually in this from the get go. I know there were earlier ones in Japan, but this was the first one in America. And the tactics and the strategy and the battles are all so, so unique. I was stunned that like, I thought it was just going to be like, here's your five guys on the field. Here's their five guys. Go fight. But there's like, here's your five guys, burgers and fries. Here's your five guys, burgers and fries. <laughs> there's their taco Johns. <laughs> um, but like each, each battle map is unique and has its own difficult sections its own strategy like you could be like i want to go this way or i can try and go this way which is more difficult you can go into towns and talk to people and they'll give you Mm -hmm. hints about the battle area or you'll find people to just join you the the story is like deep and complex it switches main characters and you have to it's 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 such a cool thing that that i didn't even know existed i loved playing through it i didn't get all the way through it because i got kind of burnt out because i played it too much too fast but (laughs) just far more strategy far more story far more awesome characters than you would ever expect and and i just was very blown away by how good it was i'm so surprised you didn't play this when we were in high school because i remember i remember uh, i had the sacred stones on gba mm-hmm. back in the day and i think i remember trading with you remember remember ron yeah of course yeah i traded games with him i forget what the hell he gave me uh, he said he you really loved that game. I'm surprised we never traded GBA games. You would yeah, you, I bet you would have uh, loved Fire Emblem back in the day. I, I was a I had Advance Wars on the Oh, okay. You I was did, an Advance Wars boy. You had a taste, like a little little snipperoo yeah, of it. Yeah. I completely misunderstood Advance Wars though, so I probably would have completely <laughs> misunderstood Fire Emblem too. I, I misunderstood Fire Emblem back in the day. <laughs> yeah. We weren't we weren't mature enough. No. Mature. Mature as they would say in the Reba T V series. Of course. Uh <laughs> Shout out to Reba. Can't spell fireball without Reba. If you anyway. want to be a guest on the show, Reba, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Please DM me, Reba. Number eight for old AA Ron is Hi Fi Rush. 
Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking surprise that was. Right? It's like, yeah, no, no rumors about it. I, I didn't hear anything at all about it until it was just shadow dropped that one day. They're like, hey, it's on Game Pass. It's, it's Xbox exclusive. You know, Tango GameWorks. It's a rhythm hack and slash, and that's super fucking rad. Basically, it just plays like say bayonetta devil may cry god of war but you gotta follow the follow the rhythm to do the most damage and get the most out of all of your attacks just oozes style just absolutely excretes style with the like i guess cell shaded like comic booky visuals and um the characters are sometimes i mean they are goofy and funny sometimes they get a little bit annoying though it's just like dude just shut like chai please shut the fuck up like just go to the thing fuck sakes dude enough with the snark but yeah the it just looks so great plays so great sounds so great the boss battles get really unique because like there's that one guy the professor guy where your 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 objective is basically just to drain his uh uh drain his department's budget basically so you just keep breaking his robots breaking all of his shit and once his once his budget is depleted he comes out and fights you but he doesn't fight because he's a fucking nerd and you just destroy him nerd <laughs> yep and yeah just such a great game dude i i definitely one of the best xbox exclusives that we've had in yeah. a while for sure it's it's awesome i i want to like that game so much but i am just so broken when it comes to beat-em-ups i yeah. they just they just don't work in my brain or my thumbs i i see the combos and then i unlock more combos and i'm like i've already forgotten the first combo you taught me. <laughs> How am I gonna... and then having to do it in time with the music it makes yeah. it it adds another Forget layer about... that i just i just can't get through yeah the i guess like I've, I've been playing i guess these kinds of games for for a long long time in high school mm-hmm. i played through the entire Devil May Cry trilogy, back when it was a trilogy, I played Devil May Cry 3 like a bajillion times over. So this one, for the most part, clicked with me. I haven't beaten the game, though, unfortunately. I stopped like pretty close to the end. But yeah, I've played enough to say it's great. Like, yeah. I've beaten maybe like 80, 85% of the game. Yeah. Good game. That's it. Uh, number 10, 9, 8. Eight for me, Metal Gear Acid. Oh shit! You remember? Remember, Aaron? I played Metal Gear Acid this year. The, f- the fucking nonsensical time turn-based. <laughs> yeah, they took Metal Gear Solid and turned it into a, a turn-based card deck builder, and they did it in the <laughs> stupidest, craziest way possible. It's it's something, and I love it. I I hate it, and I love it so much. Um. <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna try to explain how the how it works because it's it's far far more complex than you could ever imagine it to be because there's there's time each card adds time to your turn and then you don't get to take your next turn until your time hits zero and you can only play like three cards per turn I want to say maybe two there's no like mana cost or whatever it's just you play a card and it adds time to your timer. <laughs> Could you imagine mana in Metal Gear Solid? Like yeah. that's just that's been a thing the whole time in the entire series. It's just been made canon with Metal yeah. Gear Acid. Yeah. Like um, and like usual, there's a story with cutscenes that are just off the wall and nonsensical, and I had no idea what was going on. At one point, there was two solid snakes talking to each other, but one of them is the real one, but they both think they're the real one. <laughs> 
it's great it's great it's it's just such a unique thing that i don't know how it even came into existence and i wanted to beat it so that i could play metal gear acid 2 but it gets really difficult <laughs> and the mechanics are so much to overcome it keeps adding mechanics is the thing too it keeps adding mechanics on top it. of mechanics like where i left off was oh my gosh i was in a building it's a two-floor building and throughout the building are soldiers wearing red hats and green hats and blue hats and so if you wear that same colored hat they would think that you're one of them well it would increase the odds that they would think you're one of them it's not guaranteed but it's a card game so you have to put those cards into your deck and hope that it comes up into your hand when you're entering a room with one of those guys so i just killed them all (laughs) (laughs) and i i (laughs) I went into a room. Yeah, I went into a room that had a computer. It had lasers and a computer, and there was nothing I could do. The lasers set off an alarm, and I was like, okay, that's weird. I went all the way to the end of the building, and there was an explodable wall, and I blew it up, went inside, and there was an elevator that I couldn't interact with. And I was like, okay, this is strange. So I went back down to the bottom, which you can't move freely. You have to have cards to move. So you have to use your cards to move, shuffle your deck, use your cards to move. And I got to the first floor and there was one guy that I missed down in one random room. I killed him and then it let me do all that other stuff with the computer and the elevator. There's just really weird things where didn't age well or, or don't make sense. But what a game. What a weird game. That, yeah. From what you've what you've sent me in the chat and then put about in your little uh you wrote a blog article about that, didn't you? I, swear to God I you did, did a I did a, a what's our special podcast thing we do? The special side quest. Oh, side quest. Yeah, that's right. That's side quest. Was. Yeah. I lost my yeah. mind. Was screaming in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Road raging at people. Oh man. Uh, number seven. Ad break. Oh, ad break. Ad break. Okay, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, Super Potters? Tommy here. I just want to give a big shout out to our patrons. They are all wonderful, stand up fellows. Thank you, Adam, Jameson, Jared, and a novel console for your support. It genuinely means the world to Aaron and I to have such handsome, talented patrons. And I truly believe the universe will reward you in some karmic way for being a patron to Super Pod Saga. Thank you. If you're a fan of coffee and you're looking for something different, I think we've got just the thing for you. That's Bones Coffee. Bones Coffee is not your usual coffee company. Of course, it's all sugar-free, gluten-free, all that stuff because it's just coffee, nothing added to it. But they roast each batch of coffee beans to your order and they've got just a bazillion different flavors to choose from. They've got your usual French vanilla, salted caramel they've got irish cream Uh, of course they've got decaf uh, single origin coffees like kenya guatemala stuff like that even what they call high voltage which is extra strength extra caffeine but they have all sorts of other awesome kind of out of the box flavors they've got ones like cotton candy maple bacon and even mint chocolate chip ice cream and they're always coming up with new crossover flavors like they've done a bunch for nightmare before christmas 
Indiana Jones, even Spider-Man, <laughs> of all things. And they're, they're also coming up with new seasonal flavors all the time. If this sounds right up your alley, feel free to use the link in our episode description and use coupon code SUPERPODSAGA at checkout to get 20% off your order. That's S-U-P-E-R-P-O-D-S-A-G-A at checkout to get 20% off your order. And if, if you're not just in the market for coffee, you can also get some sweet mugs. They've got lots of cool shirts. They've got all sorts of different brewing equipment like French presses, stuff like that. Just head on over to BonesCoffee.com or again, use the link in our episode description and get 20% off. Get yourself a new interesting flavor and spice up your morning routine with Bones Coffee. I really hope you enjoy. I'm a really big fan of it and... I hope you find one that really hooks you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Hey there, Super Potters. You may be wondering how Aaron and I, bumbling idiots that we are, managed to record, edit, and distribute our world-class podcast, The Super Pod Saga. The answer, dear listeners, is Zencaster. Let me tell you more. It is so easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser, and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen, knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. It's an all-in-one service! If you have thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute it to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code SuperPodSaga and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. It's really important to stay hydrated. They say to drink 8 to 10 cups of water per day to stay properly hydrated, but sometimes that can be difficult to do and completely inconvenient, and most of us don't feel like carrying a gallon of water with us at all times. That's where Liquid IV comes in. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out or on long flights. Man, in Iowa, the summers can be brutal. 90 degrees and tons of humidity, that just saps the energy and, and water right out of your system within just a few minutes. Luckily, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's very important to replace those electrolytes, you know? And uh, I, I just love how quick and easy it is to use Liquid IV. You just get one packet and a bottle of water and you just pour that packet into the bottle of water, shake the heck out of it, and bam, you are good to go. Since using Liquid IV, I felt way more alert, active, and just plain better versus drinking water alone. Uh, my favorite flavors to go to are the Yuzu Pineapple Energy Multiplier, and the uh, Tropical Punch Hydration Multiplier. I can't get enough of those ones. 
And what makes them even better is, like I mentioned earlier, they're packed with five essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And it, again, yeah, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. And they're non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy, which is just great. So uh, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code SUPERPODSAGA at checkout. That's 20% off anything when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code SUPERPODSAGA, S-U-P-E-R-P-O-D-S-A-G-A at liquidiv.com. You have a great one, superstars. Uh, did you want to do one of your ideas? Yes. Okay, go for it. Hey, Aaron. Yes. yes Have Tommy. you ever been in a situation where you keep swearing in places where you shouldn't be swearing? All the time. I swear at Chuck E. Cheese. I swear when we're at parent-teacher conferences. I swear all the time. I don't care. Well, I've got a solution for you that's going to help you with those problems. Please. Straight from that episode of SpongeBob, it's a <laughs> dolphin sound when you swear. Oh, yes. So, so whenever you swear, it's a dolphin sound. And actually, you know what? Wait, no, that's just one of the options. You can put whatever sound you want to to play when you swear. It's it's a little thing that you put behind your you put it in your mouth. It's like a, a it's like a tongue piercing. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> and, and whenever you swear, it takes that and it makes the the sound that comes out of your mouth. Like what what sound would you want to come out instead of a swear word? The home improvement Tim Allen grunt. So like every time <laughs> I say fuck, and said goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been testing out the Peter Griffin laugh. <laughs> Holy hell! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god! Or a, uh, or uh, or from King of the Hill, where, where Bobby goes, "That's my purse." <laughs> yes, exactly. The options are literally limitless. Use whatever copyrighted material you want. This they can't come after you. <laughs> <laughs> And just like that episode of SpongeBob, those are sentence enhancers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they'll they'll spice up any kind of conversation, no matter where you are. People will be like, "Hey, hey, remember remember Aaron from accounting? Like he, he yeah, he has he has uh, home improvement uh, grunt sounds whenever he says shit, or when he says fuck, it makes uh, Mario and Luigi let's go sound. Like, go talk uh, to him, try it out. I one of my favorites also is. Uh, you know when you watch a movie on cable or, or satellite and they edit it out to a different <laughs> word? Yeah. It's like that. So like in Happy Gilmore when he says, you know what else to draw a crowd? A golfer with an arm growing out of his face. And it's obviously edited. <laughs> it's like that. Or like uh, when your boss, or no, not when your boss, uh, when you get like a collect call, it'll be like, you, uh, here is a collect call from your mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a a really great product it'll save you money it'll save you friendships it it might not save you time because you'll be adding way more Mm -hmm. way longer i guess words and and more syllables thanks thanks we're back back we're back back to the list the only list that matters back in black baby uh number seven Diablo 4. Ah, the fourth Diablo. Yes, the fourth Diablo coming in at number 7. Hey, so, yeah, it's it's way better than Diablo 3. Uh, Diablo 4 is way fucking more challenging. It's much harder. It uh, puts a lot more emphasis on, like, how you build your character. Or I guess, how do I put this? 
the way you build your character really, really matters because yeah, the game the game's harder. Enemies do a lot more damage, all that shit. Um, there's also way more ways to build your characters, and it, it just feels a lot better than th- than three. Because so in Diablo three, it was like each character has has these skills. There there are, you'll always have those skills. There are not other skills that you can get. There's just six skills that you have, but you can alter them with runes. So my favorite fucking example is the witch doctor. His his first skill is like basic attack. It starts off as like a blow dart but then you can change it to him throwing a jar of spiders uh him doing other shit but yeah diablo 4 each character has just what three four five different play styles like the the sorcerer you can be like a like a chain lightning sorcerer that can stun enemies and take out groups like just hordes of enemies with chain lightning um there's the uh the, the frost frost sorcerer or wizard or whatever you can be like a fire wizard that just deals massive amounts of damage over time. And there's there's other characters too. I've, I've just played the most with the sorcerer. Uh, the druid's really cool. But yeah, the game, it just it's super, super rad. It's, uh, it's, it's more like an MMO now because, mm-hmm. again, unlike Diablo 3, where you just play the game over and over. I, I'm talking about the story. I mean, we play through the story over and over and over, and that's literally all there is to the game. You're just playing through the story again and again and again. Uh, Diablo 4 has you, what is it? You, once you beat the story, you unlock all the post-game shit, and it's just this, well, I guess the whole game is just this big open world, so you can go whatever and do whatever. Like, there's lots of side quests. There's what are called strongholds, which are these, like, areas of the map that have been taken over by bad guys and you just go beat them up and take that area over there's all sorts of cool shit that you can do uh but yeah then there's the post game shit and that's all the good shit um so yeah that's it's a great game what i don't like about it they're fucking constantly nerfing the best characters like this my the, my fire sorcerer was really good there for a little bit they nerfed him into the ground and i stopped playing and they just they keep changing shit and there's a lot of things that do need to be fixed like for one i don't want my my entire fucking inventory to be riddled with gems i don't want to have to go back to my fucking uh my chest and deposit my gems after every fucking mission or whatever like just put them in a separate pouch somewhere do something yeah. with them throw them yeah. on the ground i don't give a goddamn but diablo 4 diablo 4 yeah good good um Ten, nine, eight, seven. I should. I don't know why I don't have my list numbered. I just have them, like, just in a row. Just listen to me. You should be on number seven. I know, but I forget because I'm so enthralled by what you say that I, I forget the stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll I'll shout it before you do yours. I'll be like seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, number seven, and this is a game that I literally just move. I'm, I'm still moving my list around because I'm uncertain about things. Before you do that, here's another sitcom reference for you. Uh, I'll shout them out. Like uh, when Betty White was in that '70s show, and when she like she's this old. She's Eric's grandmother. She's shouting at her her husband, Eric's grandfather. She's like, Bert! I don't want to shout louder than that and wake up my two-year-old, but uh, I'll shout at you like Betty White. That's a okay. stupid reference. Just I go. I appreciate that. Stupid. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, number, number seven. Number seven is Starfield. Let's, um, yeah, let's hope this would be on there. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, man, this this game has moved up and down my top ten list so much as I've been playing it. It is a real roller coaster of a game. There, 
there are so many, many things that Starfield does good, and there are so many, many things that Starfield does bad. Um, some of the things that I love are the shipbuilding is awesome and fun. Uh, exploring is super fun. I know some people get hung up on the loading screens and how you're not actually traveling between places, but that's fine. I don't, I don't need to physically travel between places. I just want to be at the places. Especially um, when there's so much nothing. Like, why, yeah, yeah, why would exactly. you want to? I don't know. Yeah, it just gets you to the good stuff. Um, the uh, what else is good? There's, I like the characters in your crew. I like the story overall. Some of the side missions are super duper fun. I, I've just wanted a big space game like this where you can just go around and do space stuff for a long time. And so it was nice to have that um, space stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, it falls short in the in a bunch of things. The The quest can be extremely hit or miss. Like uh, for one of the side quests, you have to go to this place called the Red Mile. And it's built up like, oh, you don't want to go to the Red Mile. That's a that's a really low down place. Yeah, like the Green you get Mile. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You get there, and it's like a casino, and they're like, oh, you want to talk to our leader? you got to run the Red Mile. And you're like, what's the Red Mile? And they're like, it's this gauntlet. You have to go out into the wilderness and run, press the button on the radio tower and run back. No one survives. I'm like, okay. And you go out there, and you run up this hill, and there's one type of monster throughout it that you kill like six of on your way up. And then you kill them on your way back down. And that's it. That was the whole red mile. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and it's just things like that. Or, or there'll be like a... Grueling. You know, main, yeah. There's a main story mission where you have this device that transports you between realities. It's kind of like that mission in Titanfall where, where you go back and forth through time. <laughs> and it's like that. And it's super cool. It's, it's really yeah. cool to, to bounce back and forth between these two realities. And, and then there's one where you just go to the place and talk to the person and you, you go walk into the cave and you get the thing and they're back to back. It's like just such whiplash when playing this game. Um, but the things it does good, it does better than any other game that has existed. Like there's, there's no other game like this. Um, I think that as the years are going to go on, as people discover more and more stuff about it, it's going to become more liked. I know right now it's pretty divisive, but as they add to it, as they fix it, as do the things that they like that's the thing that kind of bothers me about the discourse about starfield is people complain about the things they don't like and i'm like just don't do it like people are like, these <laughs> points of these randomly generated points of interest are so boring there's nothing to it's lame and i'm like just don't do them i never go to those i do the story because i want to experience the story like it's, it's weird to me because there's so much stuff to do in this game that you can just do whatever you want and, and that's that's what's the most fun in it okay that's from from what I've heard from a lot of people, they they compare it. They basically say it's like space Skyrim, pretty much, or like space yeah. space Fallout. But like, they say like it's a bad thing. Like that's, <laughs> no. I mean, Fallout pretty much just became like post apocalypse fucking Elder Scrolls. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, the base building in Starfield is real bad though, real real bad, oh, which no. is disappointing because that was like my favorite part of Fallout Four was base building. But in Starfield, it's it's just really bad. I'm <laughs> putting Nuka-Cola vending machines everywhere, baby. Can't. It's 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 for like mining resources. Like you you build a, a factory oh, basically. And I'm that's like, I stupid. Don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to do that. Oh, here we go. All Number done. what? All done. Okay. 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 <laughs> Number six. Yeah. Six. Number six. Uh, backpack hero. Ooh. If, if you know me, you know I'm a big big simp 
for roguelikes. I'm not afraid of that anymore. I don't give a fuck. I, I like roguelikes. Yeah. I think they're fun. Yeah. Backpack Hero does a lot of things differently, like a lot of things differently. So it's it's a dungeon crawler. You go through a dungeon and you basically just like click on rooms you want to go to and it'll be a battle or a shop or an NPC you talk to and they'll do something, something cool, something fun. Like the name suggests, a big part of the game is your backpack. You'll have to you'll have to basically rearrange shit so that everything fits in there. Cause it's like the inventory system in RE4 where it's this big grid of squares. Uh, certain items will be certain shapes. You have to line them up so everything fits because what you have in your backpack is what you use for combat. Um, so yeah, like certain items will be like an L shape, like a, like a three squares, like a V pretty much. Uh, so most swords will just be like three or four blocks altogether. Uh, shit like that. So, uh, shields will be like four blocks in a square. Um, and as, as you defeat enemies, you'll gain more experience. And when you get enough experience to level up and unless you add more space to your backpack, um, and, and there's also different characters that you can unlock that do that have different different kinds of backpacks as well too. So like the first character you start out as, her name is Purse. Uh, that's that's what she does. Is she has the backpack. When you level up, you can add more space to your backpack. There's a bird character I played as in the demo. I forget what the fuck they did though. I think they could just oh yeah, they, uh, with the bird character you could add more pockets to your backpack and the pockets would have like predetermined shapes and like so it would kind of change your grid a little bit beyond yeah, in, in combat you have a certain amount of energy basically like uh like say the spire you have a certain amount of energy um different like different uh weapons and shields and shit like that use different amounts of energy or sometimes you'll have consumables that don't use en- any energy at all and then items synergize together a lot like uh, a lot of a lot of things will say, what is it? There's there's armor that you can get that'll make it so like adjacent weapons or adjacent armor give plus one, do plus one damage or have plus one uh, block each turn and shit like that. Then there's a little town building element to it as well too. So uh, when you're in the dungeons doing whatever, your your town will basically just generate resources that you'll use to build new buildings or do what's called research which is where you just unlock new items and new weapons and armor and shit like that and backpack hero is great i i'm struggling to think of anything that i don't like about it um it could have better music <laughs> i guess uh but that's pretty much it it's it's a good game I, I like backpack hero it's on steam for sure and i'm pretty sure it's on switch that sounds right yeah you know what else is on switch your, your number six? Number yes. five? Number five? Number six. Six? Okay. Number six. WarioWare. Move it. Yeah. I I was I had no anticipation of buying this game this year. <laughs> we had family over for Thanksgiving and we were looking through the Switch store and I was like, oh WarioWare, move it. Let's let's play that'll be a fun party game. And it was more than fun. I beat the whole thing that first day that I got it. Me and me and the family did. Um I was very surprised because the last WarioWare that came out on Switch was Get It Together. Which was, was not what I want in a WarioWare. Yeah, it was pretty mid. They they tried something different, which is fine. But mm-hmm. I I want the usual WarioWare, which is what Move It was. It's <laughs> micro games going faster and faster, and and you have like five lives or three lives or whatever. But adding the moving to it, which shouldn't work as good as it did, was just it it took it to another level. Like it, there's no the way that you don't have to think when you do something where it's just like swing and you're like, ah, swing. 
or it's like a pull up and you do a pull up and it's just so much fun and playing it with other people doubles the fun because now you got more people doing weird goofy things and just having everyone looking at the screen and seeing it say lay an egg and then it's a chicken with wario's face on and you have to pump your <laughs> arms to force an egg out of your butt <laughs> and it happens in the span of like three seconds and everyone's just laughing about it is so good um but they did they did more than just made it the basic wario where again they they have different multiplayer modes like one of them is kind of like a Mario Party Lite where there's a board and you spin dice to go around mm-hmm. and, and play micro games after to get points. It's it's not near it's just like a plain old board thing. But then it's got another one where like it has modifiers to when you do the the micro game and then everyone votes on how good they did. There's a a weird shoot shmup mode where dirty plates come at you from the top of the screen and you have to shoot them with water guns. That's like cool. a, it's a completely separate mode. It's not a micro game. It's like a full mode with levels and bosses. <laughs> <laughs> they put a lot more into it than they needed to. And and the way that they use the Joy-Cons is nuts. They have they have one where you hold the IR camera aiming at your hand and you play the micro game with your hand. Like it'll it'll show like it'll be like talk and so you have to flap your hand like you're talking or um it'll be like rock paper scissors and you see your opponent you have to hold rock paper or scissors with your hand and the camera sees it or there's there's micro games where you put the joy cons on the ground and that's how you start the game and there's one where you have to like flip burgers and you have to actually flip the joy con on the ground or or you have to drop them you have to make sure you have the straps on because there's one where uh like it's like drop your fishing lure in the water and you drop the joy con and then it drops in the game they just got <laughs> so insanely creative with everything and that's that's all i wanted to that's that's it that's WarioWare. <laughs> i appreciated your uh your blog post about it too because yeah it's it's really cool that like yeah with motion controls not every game needs to have motion controls but i'm glad that they the ones that they the, the games that they made that do make full use of those motion controls they do it so well and yes. in WarioWare, from what i've heard from you Me. and <laughs> from you and uh our, our our friends fine time uh yeah, that game is fucking great. Yeah, good, good on them for making an excellent WarioWare game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number five, Tears of the Kingdom. Yay! Yay! So, yeah, I'm with you. The uh, the the temples or whatever were were meh, but I just I re- <laughs> I really fucking loved making stupid shit, and it just works. Yes. Like um. When uh when I first discovered that like the big underground caves, oh, I yeah. was like like dude this is this is big spookums, uh oh how do I get anywhere? I uh, I just made this big fucking monster truck and just cruised across that bitch, and oh my god and I I love the the really stupid like uh uh what is it the the little glider the bird shaped mm-hmm. gliders I like making those putting oh, a fan on so them fun. yeah or oh my god or the uh the hot air balloons like putting <laughs> i i would put uh, a cart with wheels on the bottom of a hot air balloon and i would just uh i would throw in one of those fire breathing things and so the, the hot air balloon would rise as far as it could go until it ran out of juice and then my hot air balloon would drop and if i didn't fall out fall out of that thing i would hopefully land on the mountain and just roll across the entire world on my little hot air balloon cart that was that was great i love uh yeah it's just yeah the temples sucked but at the same time like there was a lot more you could do besides the temples like uh there were 
the shit ton of side quests that gave you cool shit. Uh, there was all the cool shit that you could do in like the Sky Islands as well too that gave you more stuff, like more more pieces that you could add to uh, that you could I guess build with. Because like you start out with what it's like the fan and the fire mm-hmm. breather and other stuff, but then you get a pot and other stuff that I forget. And yeah, and, and we said this earlier in our in our side quest about Breath of the Wild, or not Breath of the Wild, in our side quest about Tears of the Kingdom. But it's it's like the only the only possible like way they could have followed up Breath of the Wild in a successful way, I guess, because like yeah. Breath of the Wild is like. There's this big open world. Uh, it's a more primitive Zelda, pretty much, and it's great. And then Tears of the Kingdom, they were like, "How do we make that better?" They fucking they pointed up at the sky. They were like, "This, yeah." And they were like, "Yes." And then they they basically yeah, build shit and and fly and shit and fuck. I I'm not I'm getting that itch now. I need to go back and, and beat that fucking I, game and play more. I fuck. It's it's just I I really. I didn't beat it. I put in about 60 hours into the game, but I do really enjoy that. And I'm not a big Zelda guy, but I, I love Breath of the Wild, and I love this game, and I love Wind Waker. Go ahead. Um, it's so funny that you brought up the depths, because I forgot to talk about it when I was talking about my uh, uh, honorable mention, because I forgot about the depths. Um, that's just another thing that like I feel like a lot with Tears of the Kingdom. Either it hits really hard with you or it doesn't. And the depths were a big miss for me. I had no interest in exploring the depths. Um, When I got to late, 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 late in the game and you had to go into the depths, I was like, I don't want to do this. I keep dying and it puts me at the top. And one of my friends was like, why don't you just fast travel down to one of your things? And I sent him a picture of my map at that point in the game. And the depths is completely uncharted because I hadn't explored it at all. <laughs> <laughs> and his response was just, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I didn't explore a whole lot down there myself. I, I just made like the monster truck thing. And I found a couple of those ghosts. And I forget what they give mm-hmm. you. But I was like, OK, cool. I should find more of this shit. And then I was like, this is stupid. And I went and then I went back up to the surface. Yeah. But uh, I just I really like making monster trucks. Yeah, <laughs> what better place to make monster trucks than the Legend of Zelda? <laughs> exactly, Sunday. <laughs> uh, number five, Tommy. Number five for me, Cinco. Marvel's Midnight Suns. Oh which yes, really climbed up my list as I was thinking about these top ten lists. But it's it does so much right in in cool ways that you wouldn't expect because it's by the developers of XCOM. So you immediately think like okay tactical grid based cover based odds percentages with shooting Mm -hmm. guns it is nothing like that they completely did everything from the ground up on its own and it is far better for that like you play as superheroes there's they're not going to miss their shots you you hit everything (laughs) you do and there's no there's no grids they they can move around freely there's no cover mechanic because iron man doesn't need to duck behind cover to face goons and every it's card based too it's cards you attack with cards, you move with cards. <laughs> or you don't move with cards, but you attack with cards. Every character is so insanely unique that, that they're so fun to play as and mix and match their abilities. Like, Spider-Man leaps around the stage, ties people down with his webbing. He's just this rapid little moving guy. Um, nice. Magic opens portals, so you can use portals to reposition your allies or reposition the enemies. You can just drop them off a cliff if you want to. Open <laughs> Uh, Captain Marvel like gains shield and as she gains shield and takes armor when it gets enough she like goes super saiyan and just destroys everyone there's 
so many different strategies with each individual character and they made an overworld that they didn't need to like a, the home base area of of like the the castle or the, the whatever it's called um oh the abbey or whatever the abbey yeah thank you it's a huge huge open world with tons of stuff to explore and secrets to find and you just get into a really cool cycle of uh of going into combat coming back and opening your loot boxes of cards you can go into training to make people stronger you can you can just go on fun little dates with your people and 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 have (laughs) spider-man and tony stark go look at the stars (laughs) and and it's just so in-depth and all so unique the the only issue I have is the game is so damn long. It is so long. There's, I played like forty hours and I don't even know if I was halfway done with it. Oh it's, god, it's a long game and and it gets to be grindy on you. Like after I had gotten used to the characters and stuff, you unlock better and higher quality cards, and it changes how you do the combat because they're better. And I was like, man, I'm this is a lot to do for multiple characters and keeping track of everything and while still exploring the overworld to go through cutscenes, it, it just gets to be too much. They they had a great thing, and they just made it too big. God, that sucks. I hope they get another shot at it, because if they if they make a sequel and round out those edges, it, it would be something really, really special. <laughs> so so they just cut it in half, basically? Like, yeah, make, make yeah, story half as long? Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, like, strategy RPGs, I can't think of any other ones that go even past 40 hours i know like most fire yeah. emblems are like maybe like 30 hours or something like that fuck uh steam world heist one of my favorite games ever made is only like maybe 15 hours long it's yeah. really sweet uh i don't know why they made it so long i mean yeah. it was probably to they have a season pass and skins and stuff Gross. You can buy for money which does not need to be in that kind of nope. game doesn't need to be there whatever uh number four yeah number four evilings oh boy uh shit so again roguelike i'm not afraid of it no shame (laughs) evilings is like if pokemon and darkest dungeon and slay the spire got together uh banged a bunch and then spat out a kid so fuck so so you start off um it has you pick one of three evilings and when you first start the game though they're you're the ones you can pick you're you're limited to like three so it's it's either uh it's either slime peppermint or sparkle and yeah as you go along uh you'll truck along the slay the spire style map where it'll be different icons for different things so like an angry face would be like an enemy encounter uh there's a money icon for a shop of course there's question marks for like random things like um there there are these cool little like well i guess not cool but there are these like little quick time things that can sometimes happen on those tiles uh where it'll be like dodge the daggers and you'll have to do like up down down up b or like left right left right ba or some shit like that and you know if you, if you don't do that you'll take damage but if you do do it not only do you not take damage but you get money but there's all sorts of other stuff as well too like there's spots where you can uh, evolve your evilings where you either increase a certain stat for every i guess evilling in your party or you increase each or you increase like this and this and this stat by a certain amount for only one evilling in your party and there, there's just a bunch of other stupid shit that you can come across every, there's also other spots for uh this like cardboard box where you can leave an evilling and come across it in a layer playthrough um spots where you can pick another evilling one of one of three 
And as you go through and play the game more, uh, be more floors, be more bosses, you'll unlock different evil things that you can choose from. And when you get a certain combination of three evil things, you can fuse them together into some bigger, badder motherfuckers. They give you, if you fuse three peppermints, you can make a candy cane. If you nice. If you use three slimes, you'll make a glob. If you use three sparkles, I think it's like shimmer or something like that. Uh, but then, then if you fuse either two peppermints and a slime or two slimes and a peppermint, you can make Sir Pickle. Huh. Uh, there's just all sorts of goofy little combinations you can do. There's all sorts of different evil things that you can um, unlock and fuse into. There's also occasionally a spot for uh, a spot on the map for this uh, slot machine. And there, there are, I think, like three or four evil things that you can only get from that slot machine. So if you're lucky, you can get a, a pretty fucking rare, pretty fucking powerful eviling out of that. And that's cool. Uh, and then, yeah, the shop. Uh, basically, you buy items from there like you would, say, the Spire. Except, of course, you don't buy cards. You just buy, like, uh, relics or artifacts. I forget what they're called. They provide different passive boosts. And it'll be, like, the knife, which does, like... 10% of the enemy's max health when your evil links attack or whatever shit, whatever. Um, and then combat is just like a turn-based RPG, basically. Like, you issue commands individually to each of your evil links, and as soon as you issue that command, they'll do it. So it'll be like, Peppermint, use Sugar Rush, you'll do it. Then after your guys go, it'll be the enemy's turn. Uh, and then during combat, though, you can see not only what attack the enemy's going to do, but like which evil link they're targeting, mm if they're going to block stuff like that. So there's a lot of strategy involved because the game is brutal and unforgiving as fuck in typical roguelike fashion. But luckily, if you really pay attention to none of the evil links you pick, how you power them up, uh, the items you pick up and shit like that, you can break the game pretty goddamn easily and just plow yes, through it. Yes. Dude, it is, it's like three bucks on steam, Whoa. eight bucks on switch. And I don't, they should bring it to mobile because it'd be perfect. Yes. You know, need buttons you just press 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 bring it to mobile god damn it easy money evil basically that's every it. game you talk about i'm like gosh i wish it was on mobile number four for me remember a few minutes ago when i was like i just can't get into beat em up <laughs> yeah like a dragon guide in the man who erased his name so yeah i don't like beat em ups so when i play this game i play it on the easiest difficulty which <laughs> genuine like i thought that would make it so like i take less damage but dish out more damage no, it basically just does everything for me. I tap X and Y in random order, and it still does like the the special moves, and it, it grab grapples people and throws them, and uses his his abilities and stuff, which is fine. I'm I'm not playing this game for the combat. I'm playing this game for the story and to experience Kiryu's story, and it's so fun. I forgot how fun these games are. I played zero, one, and two, and I started three, and now now I'm jumping right into this one. But um, I guess what makes this one different is is Kiryu is a secret agent man going under a different name. He's got secret agent abilities like the spider wire thing that can wrap people up or or little drones that that attack people or a little cigarette bomb. Uh, it's dumb. It doesn't really play like any part in the story at all, but it, it's it's a fun change of pace. What really gets what really gives me the giggles, though, is he goes by Jorio. Joryu instead of Kiryu, he changes his name and he wears sunglasses. That's how he's disguising himself. So he's it's in Sotenbori. <laughs> Everyone recognizes him. Every he's <laughs> everyone's gonna know who he is. So <laughs> people will go on like a five minute thing and be like, Kiryu, we need you to join back up with us in the Yakuza. 
the, the Amori Alliance or Ori Alliance is planning this and we need you as muscle to fight the feedback. We know that you're a dog for the government right now, but you can break free of those chains. We can help you with the the or- orphanage and, and we'll take care of everything else for you. After this long five minute thing, he's like, well, you've got the wrong guy. My name's Joryu. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, stop it. Just cut it. We know that you're Kiryu. And he's like, I'm not Kiryu. I don't know. Who, who the fuck's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. Um, and they added this. Oh, my gosh. I, I downloaded this because someone on Twitter was like, yeah, I beat it in 10 games and has a super crushing ending. And I was like, cool, I'm down for that. And I'm 10 hours in and I'm only in chapter two because I keep doing everything else but the main story. <laughs> they they actually, I'm not sure how current games do it, but in this game, they might have revamped how the side stories work, which I actually really appreciated. You you meet this person who's like a, a information broker, I guess, a jack of all trades. And she's like, can you go help people around the city? Like they need help. I want, I want to help out the people here. And you're like, sure. And there'll be a kid who's like, my soccer ball stuck in the tree. And you get it for him. Or there's like a guy who's like, I could really go for some sushi right now. And you buy him some sushi. And as you help people out, it unlocks the side stories for you to do. And you go back to that information lady. And she's like, yeah, uh, if you want to go help this person. And it's like a bigger side quest than just helping someone with a soccer ball. And I like that it's like that instead of randomly stumbling upon them and losing track of things. It's really set out in a nice organic way. And you can level up your information broker stuff to do that faster and but the story is also really cool it's it's a it's really fun to see kiryu pretend to be a secret agent when he really doesn't need to (laughs) and try and solve some mysteries (laughs) and and it's it's just a fun time it's a fun yakuza slash like a dragon time in a in a smaller package that's that's all i got to say about that okay that's okay okay Number three, uh, I'm doing Mario RPG remake. Yeah, yeah. The biggest little disclaimer: I, I never did, I never got very far at all into the the original uh, Mario RPG. I got like maybe an hour into it, possibly not even that. Same. But um, yeah, this one is, from what I've heard, is incredibly faithful to the original game. Looks great, sounds great, plays great. Must be great. It's great, and I love Mallow. Game is just it's it's good. What. Is- what uh how does it compare to like other rpgs <laughs> you mean to like like uh superstar saga and shit like yeah, that yeah 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 uh it does a lot of the same shit like the action commands like when you do attacks uh, i guess a good example being uh your characters can potentially do like more than one attack so like like mario for instance he'll go up and punch an enemy and if you time press the a button in time when he punches the enemy he'll do a, a second punch or like bowser throws a chain chomp and uh It'll hit the enemy and then like go chomp, 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 and then do just a shit ton of damage, and it'll kind of splash out to other enemies. Uh, and each character has like a lot of different weapons they can equip too. It's not just like, hey, they have shoes, or like, haha, <laughs> he has a gun. It's like Mario can have gloves to do different punching attacks, or he can equip like a Koopa shell that he kicks at enemies, or a hammer. Um, Mallow has a staff uh a pair of symbols like the like the symbols where he punches enemies bowser has a shit ton of shit he can throw mario that's one of his things he can throw mario at enemies that's cool yeah and yeah it's also like each character has their own like purpose because mario is an all-rounder but like 
Mallow is basically your mage. He's got like electric and snow attacks. Uh, <laughs> Peach has like healing and buffs. So yeah, it kind of it plays a, kind of similarly to Superstar Saga, except for like the bros attacks. It it kind it has the remake has what's called triple moves, which are like when you fill up a gauge by doing uh, action commands a certain amount of times. Your three party members combine all their attacks into one big attack and just annihilate the enemy. Good, nice. Yeah, great game. Good. Yeah. Um, number three. My number. Th- my number three. And I want to say these top three have been set in stone for a while. Like these are these are. I was not mixing them around. I'm very confident in these games being top of the the cream of the crop. Number three. The is, cream of wheat of the crop. The cream of the wheat of the crop yep. is Cocoon. Oh, what a, okay. What a great game. Orbs. So, so get so this. Orbs. So many orbs. In Cocoon, you're a little bug robot creature thing, and you carry orbs and one single orb on your back, and you solve puzzles. But these orbs that you're carrying are also unique worlds, and you can you can jump into an orb to go into that world, and you can carry other orbs into the worlds that you jump into. And uh, <laughs> each orb has its own ability. Like the orange orb makes invisible bridges turn visible. The green orb lets you go up through these cylinders of water or drop down through the cylinders of water. Weird things like that. And the puzzle solving is super duper fun and makes you think. And uh, all you do is is move around and hit the A button. There's no jumping. There's no combat, quote unquote. There's no traditional combat. It's it's a lot of puzzle solving. and the way that it evolves over the game is super cool. One of my favorite things that it does is if with, with all these different orbs, it could become a problem to like maintain keeping them straight or whatever, but you can't just set them down on the ground. You can only set them on pillars or on items or whatever. So you always have somewhere to put them somewhere to place them. You're not just like trying to carry them all at one time. The game put a lot of thought into what orbs you need when, like there's a specific example where you set the white orb on a thing the white orb shoots out little energy bullets or whatever and when you set it over there it makes a platform go back and forth across a gap and so you can carry the orbs across but you can't carry the white orb across because the 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 platform would stop working but that's okay and then you don't need that white orb anymore in the next area the puzzles are exclusively with the other orbs it does clever things like that, where it only lets you bring the orbs that you need for that specific puzzle. And that's really, really cool, and I'm glad they did that. It, it made the puzzles more approachable without becoming too difficult. Um, it goes some wild places, because obviously you're traveling back and forth between different worlds, carrying different orbs, and it goes into some really, really, really wild places that's fun to do. The only real negative I have is the story is not explained at all. There's definitely a story there, but you're kind of like a human observing these robotic bugs. There's no dialogue. There's no talking. It's it's just uh, things are happening. Wild, crazy things are happening. <laughs> and uh, I guess another, another fun thing it does is the boss fights. I said that there's no combat, but there's still boss fights. And in the same way, it's How just moving fuck? moving the stick and hitting the A button. <laughs> what? What are you saying that to? The, the boss? The, oh, yeah. I'm surprised there's boss battle. Well, I guess... So I guess other games kind of make that work, yeah. Yeah, like for example, one of the first ones, uh, you go into the area of the boss fight and you pick up a little flower and it like shoots you up into the air like on a water stream, like like uh, Mario, um, Sunshine, 
and the boss jumps up into the air and it shoots pellets at you, kind of like a miniature shoot 'em up bullet hell thing. And so you just have to dodge the bullets, and then when it drops to the ground, you fly over the top of it with your water, and that damages it. They do clever ways of, of having boss fights while only allowing you to move and hit the A button. Or like, uh, there's one that like the the stage is in different platforms, and the boss will gradually get rid of those platforms. So you have to time when you move away from him, destroying the platforms, stuff like that. It's it's just really clever all around, and you can tell they put a ton of thought into how the players were going to play and experience everything. And and who made it again? It was the people who made Inside and Limbo, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was the former devs. They made oh, a new team. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that the, is cool. The same people. Yeah. Really good. Coolio. Speaking of number two, <laughs> number twos. Woo. Yeah. Uh fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. Pizza Tower. Pizza Tower, everybody. Oh, yeah, that's that's like your perfect game. Yep, yep. So uh it's it's basically not basically, but it it, it 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 takes a lot of inspiration from Wario Land four. It's got like the same fucking like structure as Wario Land four, where we'll get into like I guess like the the uh gameplay and shit in a little bit. Basically the the whole game's about Peppino Spaghetti. He owns <laughs> he owns a pizza shop and then the pizza tower emerges and it threatens to put his, his uh pizzeria out of business so Pepino's like fuck that and he ventures into the tower and then bam here we are uh one of the the greatest things ever about the game first off is the art style it's just it's got this weird like zesty like jittery 90s art style to it i i don't know how to explain it without you just like looking it's, it up but it's like as if the 90s never died <laughs> <laughs> it really is it it reminds me of I don't know if anybody else remembers the the old show Science Court. Uh, no. Okay. Cool. Well, fuck. I forget what channel it was even on, but uh, I remember see. It reminds me a lot of that, like shows like that where the art style just looks like shit, but it's like all squiggly and stuff. Uh, except in Pizza Tower, it it doesn't look as shitty. It just fuck. It's just zany, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. it just like it looks great. The music is really fucking cool too. It, it's it's got that like 16-bit crunch to it if that makes any sense at all like the they have heavy guitars but they don't sound like guitars they sound like like midi versions or like yeah hopefully that makes sense to 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 you and everybody else but it does i I probably it's got a great fucking soundtrack though um yeah then we get to the gameplay like i said it's a basically exactly like like wario land 4 so so as an example wario land 4 uh, Wario goes into a level. He goes through the level. Uh, you got to find this little uh, key ghost thing. I forget what it's called. And then you hop on this frog totem, trigger a countdown, need to adventure all the way back to the beginning of the level, go through the portal that appears there, and then bam, you beat the level. And any treasures you found along the way, uh, like gems and coins and shit like that, you'll uh, keep those. But uh, Pizza Tower is basically the same thing. You go through a level. You collect what are called toppings, which are like little pizza toppings like pepperonis and mushrooms and shit like that. Um, you'll also come across little power-ups that they're like little, little temporary gimmicks. Like uh, Peppino will be rolling around in a, inside of a barrel. Uh, he gains the ability to fly or something stupid. But yeah, basically you'll you'll go through a level, uh, trigger a countdown, make your way all the way back to the beginning of the stage, and then bam, you beat the stage. But 
he's got a lot of other moves that I guess you didn't have in like Wario Land 4. So uh, one really fucking cool thing the Pizza Tower does is that so in the I forget what button you hold, but you, you can do this dash move. And if you hop at a wall or if like you're running and it, it like curves into a wall, he'll run up the wall and he can yep. like run up and down walls and shit. Of course, as long as they connect. Uh, it's just it's so fun to try to speed run different levels because it's so fucking fast. And it's just got so much attitude because like all the enemies are just fucking grotesque and funny looking and like. Uh, the entire time you're going through a level, there's like this TV screen in like the top left or right corner, and you'll see Pepino's face, and he'll react to different things. If you get hit, he'll you'll see his face going like ah, or if he's if he's uh, going max speed when he's dashing, you'll see his, him gritting his teeth, and he looks super pissed. He's like ah, and like fuck, it's just it's so great. It's I keep saying that it it takes a lot of inspiration from Mario Land Four, and I keep. Uh, keep comparing it to wario land 4 but it it does so much that it it is its own thing like it's yeah it's pizza tower that's it good pick good pick number two i hope everyone's ready because i am probably the only person that has this in their top 10 exoprimal (laughs) exoprimal is such a good video game you guys that's what you've said (laughs) that's what i've read you uh read you say it is Oh my gosh, this is like the perfect online multiplayer shooter game. I, all of you are crazy for not giving it a chance. (laughs) It's a 5v5 thing, player versus player versus environment. Sometimes Um, the matchups are randomly generated with random objectives. Like you spawn into, there's different maps. You spawn into an area randomly and it'll be like, go over here to do a thing or go over here to do a thing or go and do this thing and you do it and you're racing the other team who is doing it on the other side of the map and then most of the time when you get to the end your goals will meet up and you'll be trying to complete your objective in the same area that they are so you can combat each other you can fight each other or try and focus on your objective (laughs) there's there's tanks and there's dps and there's (laughs) healers and you there's different mech suits for each one that do different things my favorite was witch doctor who can plant little healing things in the ground it creates a circle of healing or you can throw out an umbilical cord to to heal your allies an individual one and hey, it's got a lightning it's got a lightning what that's two mentions of a witch doctor in this episode hey witch doctor shout, <laughs> yeah. out. shout out to witch doctor good year for witch doctors this year <laughs> um and it has a staff that can that can shock and hold the dinosaurs in place it doesn't damage them very well but it holds them in place for your for your allies to damage them uh each 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 mech is so unique, so completely unique with its weapons and abilities. And you can switch to a different mech at any time in a match. You're not set on who you pick. You can switch whenever you want. Um, and the mechs themselves between matches, you can you can modify them with different abilities and, and buffs to to make it however you want. Like I, I made my Witch Doctor's healing circle last twice as long. I made the electricity go twice as far, but do less damage. There's so much customization. It's nuts. And and uh, then after you play the game for like 10 hours, everything gets flipped on its head. Um, the, the, the actual things that happen get more extreme and crazy. Like you'll load into a match and the bad guy will have 
sent a plane to crash land next to you and it's got thousands of terrain. I didn't even mention the dinosaurs. There's dinosaurs everywhere. The big thing is <laughs> dinosaurs in this game. And uh, thousands of pteranodons will be flying in and you have to work with the other team to try and fight them off or, or a wave of you'll look in the distance and thousands of velociraptors are coming out of a portal and going across a bridge and they're going to come and eat you. And throughout all this, there's somehow a story mode. The The whole thing is a story. You go into the online match as in your mech and your little crew while you're in that match is quote unquote, searching the Island that you're crashed on to learn information about it, to find a way off. So it does like this really, really great loop of going into a, a battle, doing your best, unlocking new stuff and then going back to your ship to to see what you learned there's a big big old thing with mysteries and clues and just learning more about it you get cut scenes with your crew members and stuff it's such a well put together game in in so many ways they it, it just it's such a cohesive thing it's so fun to play having everything be randomized is super cool it keeps every match fresh and the abilities are fun the only negative I have is once you beat the story, there's nothing else to do. There is no reason to keep playing that game. Oh, they have, even... oh go, ahead. go ahead. There's no end game. There's there's no post game stuff. It's just what? Yeah, you can you can keep playing and it's keep it's randomly generated stuff. It's it's the same matches as it was before, but there's no more story. There's no like harder things to unlock. There's no nothing which is bizarre it's so bizarre because they have a battle pass too and they have seasons um right before i quit they gave away they doubled the number of mechs and they gave them away for free which is amazing in this day and age but there's there's no reason to keep playing because there's nothing else to do fuck that sucks that's and they haven't added anything since then yeah they have plans through 2024 they're gonna have like crossovers with street fighter and monster hunter oh Um, yeah but again, it's just like skins and and weapons and stuff that there's no additional like I, I I comparing it to Destiny 2, where it's like you can keep doing these runs of different things and you'll unlock different fun stuff. And and Exo Primal is like, you did it. You beat the story. You're done. <laughs> yeah, it's it's surprising how there is no post game shit or like or any any bonus stuff for being in the game, considering how. How much of an emphasis the game has on multiplayer? Is yeah. there no like separate multiplayer mode? The the only yeah, it's just multiplayer all the time. What the fuck? Yeah. My it's time my num- for number one. It is Get time ready, for number everyone. one. Man, I'm sweating. I when I when I was as I've been keeping track of my list and putting things in there in their order that they've been in, I had to think about it a lot because I was like, hmm, is this really? It's really my number one. Is and, and yeah, I mean, I, it's one I come back to a lot. It's a game that came out, I think, mid mid this year, mid twenty twenty three. It came out. I've played it uh, pretty fucking often. Uh, Tommy, give me a drum roll. Hey, it's Wild Frost. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, In a good way. Yeah, roguelike goon here. Um, that, that's my, my YouTube channel name now, but so Wild Frost is it's a deck building strategy roguelike, essentially. So we start out, uh, you always have your, the very first thing you do is you play your leader. Well, I guess before you start a run, uh, you pick your leader and 
I guess as you go through the game, you unlock different races or tribes. I should say you unlock different tribes that have different different cards that are available for you as you go along and have different abilities. Like uh, the the very first one is I think they're called like the Snow Folk or some shit like that, and they have different different mechanics like uh, was it uh, snow, which basically freezes an enemy for a turn. Uh, they have shroom, which is just poison. Uh, fuck, what else is there? Uh, uh, spice, which is like a temporary attack boost. Uh, just a bunch of other stuff. And then you get to the shade mancers, and they have they have cards to shut to summon shades, which are basically these just what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess they just summon shades. You can you can summon little little dudes that can attack for you or like take a hit for you or other different abilities. They also have other mechanics like demonize, which which makes an enemy take double damage or makes you take double damage if you have it. Uh, overburn, which is where like when when your health gets to gets either equal to or lower than the amount of overburn you have, they'll explode and then damage nearby enemies for that for the for that amount or the amount of overburn that they had. And then oh, what are they called? They're like the the tinkerers or some shit like that. Uh, they have what are called scraps which are basically just like like structures or items that you can put on your field and they'll give you different passive buffs like there's one that gives you uh plus two to all weapons in your hand or like uh while active all allies retain spice or some shit like that or even like little little i guess automaton well not even like that like little little robots that'll be like when an ally in this throw attacks uh it'll trigger this guy so we also attacks shit like that but um yeah fuck so combat is on this like what is it there's two four six eight ten twelve it's on a two by twelve grid um there's three rows on the left side that's your side three rows on the right side that's the enemy's side and basically you'll play your leader first and of course if the, if the leader dies that's it you're done uh you, then you can get different out like you'll, you'll pick a, a sidekick at first but then as you go along in your run you can you can find companions i'll get to that in a little bit too but uh yeah you, you can play one card from your hand per turn whether it's an ally or an attack or whatever one card per turn but uh any character all characters on the field they have a little counter on the bottom of their card and once that reaches zero they'll they'll attack or trigger whatever effect they have whether it's like apply to shroom or or this and that uh so it's there's a lot of i guess strategizing you'll have to do before you play any fucking card, because you got to keep in mind, like, oh, this enemy, this enemy is gonna attack like next fucking turn, so I'd better rearrange my guys, put put this in front of him to soak up an attack, uh, heal up, shit like that. And then uh, when you're not in combat, you'll be going along this little map that uh, is, again, is like Slay the Spire. There'll be you can come across a shop, you can come across a thing thing that just gives you money. What's called a muncher, where you just get rid of a card because you don't need it and it's taking up space. Uh, you can find uh, what's called a frozen companion, where you just break open this ice by tapping A three times, and you get a companion. And it's just really fun to keep going through and figuring out different combos and and break the game essentially. And oh, what's what's also cool is the very first time you you complete a run, you'll beat oh, what's his name? It's like the Frostmancer or some shit like that. But once you beat him, you'll basically possess your party that that you just beat him with and so your next playthrough the final boss will be that party that you just beat the game with 
every time every time you beat the game you unlock uh i think they're called dread bells and they do different things like it'll like enemy waves appear one turn one turn quicker or uh stuff like that and when you beat the game with with three dread bells active you'll you'll get the true ending so uh it, yeah it's great uh they're also adding more shit to it uh they just came out with a second big patch for it where they give you uh what is it when you beat a boss you can pick like two two bells or charms or whatever and they're coming out with even more cool new shit for it as well too which is free and Heck uh yeah 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 it's it's great it's great what a great game yeah yeah well deserving well deserving yeah. of the number one spot from here yeah in a in a similar way give me a drum one... roll for you yeah please give me a drum roll okay uh uh hang on uh can you hear that yes metroid prime remastered holy shit i was not expecting that Ah, oh, well, expected the unexpected. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's going to be tough to talk about because that game initially came out twenty years ago, something like that. Um, but I have never played a Metroid game or a Metroid Prime game, so this was my first time experiencing it. And holy cow, you guys, what an experience! It's a, <laughs> it's a very good video game. Um, I, how do I even? You know, it's Metroid Prime. You you go around these different biomes and, and do your exploration and your shooting and stuff. But it's it's so well made. I can't believe that Nintendo made this, honestly. <laughs> um, it's It shouldn't work. Nintendo shouldn't be able to make a first-person exploration shooter Metroid game. But they did. It's, it's so fun to explore and find all these secrets and stuff. And I guess what pleasantly surprised me was some of the story bits, how you land on this planet that had like ancient life on it, ancient sentient life. But more recently it was taken over by pirates, by space pirates. And so as you're exploring, you'll find tablets from the ancient civilization that used to live there. And you'll also find stuff from the pirates that currently live there. So you'll get kind of that dual narrative of what happened to these ancient people and also what the pirates are doing. And going from seeing these ruins these relics these ancient buildings and then seeing how these pirates have taken it over with their mechanical stuff and it's really cool it's a really fun explore like to explore that stuff and in typical metroid way seeing something off in the distance and being like oh i wonder how i get that and then later getting the thing that lets you get it is a good feeling um all the different visors are cool and how you can use the different visors to handle different things like You'll go into a room that's pitch black, turn on your night vision visor, or there's an invisible enemy, so you turn on your thermal visor. Uh, the only problem is the controls really suck for that. You have to hold <laughs> X and then hit the D-pad direction for what visor you want, which is not easy to do in the middle of combat. That's like <laughs> my only real complaint about the game. It's from beginning to end. There's there's like the magma area, there's the ice area, there's the the sandy area. It's all so fun to explore and and having all these different paths and elevators that go from place to place. It can, it can be kind of cumbersome to go from place to place, but I don't even mind. I don't even mind exploring and, and turning into a morph ball and swinging from place to place. It even has like, you'll go back into areas with new abilities and, and go into places that you didn't even know existed up above where you were before. And it's like, Oh wow, this is super cool. It's, it's just such a great game. I'm the worst part is that they somehow haven't released Metroid prime two remastered. I thought, 
it would be right on the tails of Metroid Prime Remastered, but they're going to keep me waiting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be coming. Same it's got to be. Same with 3 Remastered, and I mean 4. 4, four is cooking. It's yeah. uh, apparently slow cooking, but uh, am, it's coming. I am three jobs away from when Metroid Prime 4 was announced. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working the same job for like five years since metroid prime 4 was remastered or uh nice. announced announced nice good for you good for you fuck uh loyal i know <laughs> but that's it that's our top 10 thanks that's everyone it. that thanks is a top for, 10 everyone if, wherever you are please give us a round of applause yeah or oh, or you. yeah tell thank us what your number one you. game of the year is so i can be just as surprised as i'm sure you tell all me, were by our tell top me where, one Tell me where Exo Primal ends up on your list. <laughs> <laughs> where fucking Wild Frost ends up on your list. See, uh, I, we probably should have said this at the beginning, but this is why I love doing these top 10 lists and why I love podcasting with you. We had 10 games. They were all completely different. <laughs> in in our two do. years, we've had one game the same on our on our top 10 list. That was Vampire Survivors last year. Like, and I didn't even think about talking to you about you before beforehand. I didn't. I didn't even need to verify you. Like, what if we have this game the same? Because I knew we wouldn't. <laughs> we got really, really close with Tears of the Kingdom, but yes, uh, yes, well, no, not even really, it. really, because that was your uh, that was your oh. honorable mention. But yeah. uh, when it's number five, and oh, I guess Luck be a landlord too. That, yeah, that was super close. Man, I, I hope you enjoyed listening to this, everyone. I hope that we made you proud. <laughs> please, please don't stop listening to us because of our weird taste in games but if they want to stop listening to us and just experience on the internet where can they do that aaron superpodsaga.cam the previous episodes blog social medias uh support page which i should probably change the name from support to something else because it sounds like like you need help with something (laughs) we're the ones that need help uh patreon yeah two or four dollars a month bonus episodes stuff uh superpodsaga.com all right that's it. Thanks thanks for continuing to listen to the show. Check us out next time or check out past episodes if you're listening to this in the future. Yeah. And have a great 2024. Yeah, have a great 2024, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye.